0: Welcome to the Behind Their Business podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community, for business owners to connect in called the Competent CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. I am so looking forward to speaking with our guest today. We're going to talk all about how she navigated running a business while experiencing two miscarriages. Now, this is something that most people don't talk about. And I understand why, because it's not an easy thing to go through. It's not an easy thing to talk about. So I'm really glad that she is coming on to get really real with us, share her story, and help inspire others who are working towards their dreams, even if life throws a couple of curveballs at you, or even if you go through something really difficult like this. So she is a mindset coach and a business strategist for badass women, which I love, who are ready to ditch perfectionism, procrastination, and overwhelm to earn a full-time income in their business. So you can learn more about her on her website at unperfectionism.com, and you can find her on Instagram at unperfectionism. So please welcome Liz Medford to the podcast today. So welcome, welcome, Liz. I'm so glad that you are here.
1: Thank you so much, Steph. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad that
0: we are talking about this topic because as you and I were talking about before we hit record, there's such a stigma around this topic. So we are going to dive into that in just a second. But before we do that, let's just give everybody a little bit of background on you, how you got started in your business, and then we will dive in.
1: Yeah, sure. So I started my business three years ago, originally in life coaching and kind of niched down to doing mindset coaching with women entrepreneurs. And uh, at the end of 2020, I realized that a lot of my clients were, they were getting the mindset thing. They were ditching the perfectionism and the other self-sabotaging behaviors, but they didn't they didn't really know the the strategies that they needed to move forward, and in the life coaching box, I wasn't really um, supposed to, you know, give them advice or that kind of thing. So I um, I ended up launching as a beta program in January 2020, my badass business boot camp with um, with uh, with six clients who, some of whom were existing clients, some of whom uh, found me on social media, and uh, yeah, it's it's just been a joy to pivot into a group program that helps folks with both the mindset and the strategy in that supportive environment and, uh, and just taking action.
0: Yeah. We always talk about how, well, I personally talk about how business is 20% mindset or I'm sorry, 80% mindset, 20% strategy, because if (laughs) you don't have the right mindset, when you're running a business, like all of the strategy in the world won't help you. Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's it. I mean, and, and so many of my clients get stuck in, you know, they, they feel like they need to know everything. They feel like they need to be the expert. They have that imposter syndrome or that fear of putting themselves out there. And that is, you know, they, they're brilliant women who have incredible gifts and, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, working in, uh, in a similar field and, uh, it's just hard to, you know, for some folks to take that leap to really, being seen and putting themselves out there. So it is definitely 80% of the battle.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can personally relate to that because that's what I went through for about three years in my own business was just all of of those different mindset issues that were coming up and holding myself back without even realizing why I was holding myself back. Because
1: yeah,
0: like you said, like we know all of the strategy, we can hire coach after coach after coach to teach us all of these different strategies. But unless you really get that mindset dialed in and you do that inner work that's not fun to do, it's not gonna matter,
1: right? Absolutely, uh, yeah, and that's and that's the thing is uh, um, my clients, you know, they love learning and uh, they, you know, they're great students and they get stuck in that kind of procrastual learning, like waiting and waiting, waiting, and then by the time you know they're they're investing so much in their business and not getting clients because they're not putting themselves out there. So um, that's definitely what happened to me at the beginning of my business, <laughs> and I don't want to see that happen to others because our, I mean, our businesses need to be profitable for us to be able to invest our time and energy in doing it and to be able to, to help people, which is our number one goal, of course. So yeah. we're not helping people if we're not putting ourselves out there. <laughs>
0: Yes, 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 yes. I preach that all the time. Like, don't worry about you. Think about the transformation that you're going to give all of these amazing people that you get to work with. It's not about you. It's about them, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay. I don't want to, we could probably talk about that for hours. Oh, sure. (laughs) But but let's um, dive a little bit into this topic right now, because that's why I know everybody's here listening to this episode specifically. So could you just share a little bit about this story? Now, I know you mentioned that you had two different miscarriages. So do you mind sharing about both of them? I, I want to just kind of hand, put the ball in your court because I know this is a really sensitive topic. So I'm just going to let you share as much as you feel comfortable sharing.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I can talk, I guess, a little bit about, um, the, the timeline of what I experienced, um, if that would, you know, if that would work for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. And then I would love to know, I don't know if you want to weave this into your timeline, but like how, how your business played a role in this, how it was working with clients, all of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I will say, of course, that this can be a very triggering subject, especially for people who have experienced it or whose loved ones, have experienced this. So trigger warning for whoever needs it, obviously we're, we're yes. talking about real stuff here.
0: Um, yes. Yeah, thank so- you for saying that. I, we, uh, that's something that I kept mentioning to her before we started, like, this is a very sensitive subject. So if anybody is triggered by this and you can't listen to it, please sh- shut this show off right now. Like just stop listening because we don't want to offend or trigger anybody.
1: Yeah. But as we also said when we were chatting earlier, you know, it's uh, there is this stigma around it. There is this silence and it's it's really powerful to be able to break that silence and that's why I wanted to show up here even though I knew this would be difficult to talk about. I've never spoken about this publicly. Um so yeah, so Yes, we have tissues ready just in case. <laughs> we do. We do. So, I guess so my story is um I my I married my my second husband last summer during the pandemic of 2020 <laughs> with very small wedding uh, we were both 40 years old and uh, neither of us has children and we were ready to start our family and oh of course knowing that our age um, it may not be as smooth a journey as it might have been a decade ago so it took um it took you know, four or five months of trying, I would say for us to get pregnant the first time. And, it's funny because I was so you know I was, I was I had so much fear I didn't even know if I could get pregnant I'd never been pregnant I didn't know it was it was gonna happen there was like all that fear around my fertility and so even when my um, when my period was late like I didn't test for like two weeks after it was late I kept not believing that that could even be it and uh, so right after the new year in 2021 in January uh, we, we um we i took my first ever pregnancy test in my whole life at 40 years old and it was positive and it was just such a joyous moment and the incredible thing about that week was that was also the week that i launched my beta version of my badass business boot camp so i just had the biggest launch of my business and also um this incredible news of of the pregnancy so um, started off the year with a bang <laughs> And, you know, it was just, um, it was incredible. So, you know, two babies really that now I was going to be bringing into the world in in 2021. And we, uh, you know, we, we kept the news to ourselves for the first week and a half. We wanted to go to the doctor's appointment, make sure everything was okay. And I was able to, um, see the, you know, see the baby on the ultrasound, hear the heartbeat, all that amazing stuff. And, you know, and I asked the doctor, I said, you know, well, at my age, like, what, what are the odds here, you know, or, um, do I need to be worried, um, at this point about anything going wrong? And he said, you know, really, once you see, once you have the ultrasound, you hear the heartbeat, like just, just a, a very, very small chance of anything going wrong. Like should be, you know, should be good to go from here. So that was, you know, that was really reassuring. We, um, we went home with our little picture of our baby and we called and told our parents who were just so thrilled. I mean, my husband's an only child, so his folks have been waiting a long, long time <laughs> for a grandchild. And uh, my fo- my sister's a lot older than I am, so my folks hadn't had a grandbaby in almost 20 years. So it was like really, really big news. And we shared it with them. We shared with uh, just you know a couple of close friends and family. Like we didn't want to do the whole silence for 12 weeks thing that just didn't feel right to us so so we did decide to share with some people and um so yeah so that was great got a lot of support had had a lot of fun with that and then the the following week after that was the um, the start date for my badass business bootcamp. It was the kickoff call for, um, for this program. And it was a Tuesday at the end of January. And I was scheduled to, you know, to meet with all these amazing women for the first time. Some of them were, um, clients I'd worked with before. Some of them were folks that I hadn't worked with before. And so I was gearing up for that on like the, the Monday and, uh, you know had like a little bit of spotting in the afternoon and and called my doctor and the doctor's office they said well you know it's really nothing to worry about like this is pretty normal call us if anything gets worse and um you know hanging out on the couch that night with my husband felt like a little weird and crampy but just kind of you know I trusted the doctor that everything was like going to be okay so i just thought oh it's maybe like gas or who knows like you know, we just kind of our our, our brains find explanations for things. Um, I went to bed that night, though, and the pain was a lot worse. Like I like like painful enough that I couldn't fall asleep and I couldn't even lie in bed and I had to get up. And uh and go sit in a chair all night. And you know, that was when I kind of started to worry, of course, but still telling myself, oh, you know, it's it's gonna be fine. The doctors, everyone said it's probably fine. Um, but unfortunately I I I did um doze off for an hour or two and I woke up at 4 a.m. and and I was bleeding heavily. So um, you know, that obviously I knew what was happening and and um, my husband was with me, and he was able to call out of work that day. And uh, you know, it was—I mean, just such a such a physically traumatic experience, as I'm sure anyone who's been through this knows. Um, and of course, emotionally, when it's. You know, something that I, I had I had finally just started to allow my mindset to shift that this was really gonna happen and tried to let go of some of that fear and then the worst possible thing happened. Um, and on you know, that was a Tuesday and it is happened at 4 a.m and at noon I was supposed to get on that first call with my amazing clients. Um, and <laughs> you know it's it's so funny. I mean our, our brains like there was a part of my brain that was like, why? maybe I can still do it. Like, maybe I can still do the call, you know, like, um, but I quickly realized that, that even all of the emotional piece aside, like, even if I could pull myself together, which obviously like, why should I, why should I force myself to do that? That's insane. But um, it's just such a physical, like a a physically painful and, um, you know, just physical experience that I realized like, okay. (laughs) This is a very valid medical reason not to do my call today, even though everybody is expecting it. And so I I had a Facebook messenger group with those beta clients and I I just decided to tell them what was happening. You know, I I didn't, I I just didn't want to have some kind of vague, like, oh, you know, personal issue or something. I, I just felt like it was okay to be transparent about it. And I knew that they were amazing women and I, you know, I I trusted them with that information. So probably around seven in the morning, I just sent a little message to my clients, um, saying that, you know, I was going to have to cancel or postpone the session because I was having a miscarriage. And that's what I said. And, um, immediately, like there was just such an outpouring of love and support from these six women. I mean, like, I know, you know, I hadn't told anybody else at that point. I, haven't, I hadn't even been to the doctor, like yeah, hadn't told friends or family. Um, you know, these six women were the first people who knew about this really, um, tragic and difficult thing that was happening in my life. And they were the first ones there to support me. And, half of them I, I had never even worked with or met and I, some of them were offering, like, is there anything I can do to help? You know, is there anything I can take off your plate? Like, you know, where do you live? Can I bring you something? Some of my women are, are in my same state. Um, it was, it was really, you know, it was really powerful, I think, to be able to, um, to have that transparency and to allow my clients to support me in that way. Um, so yeah, so so that that's what happened there. You know, obviously I went to the doctor and, and I just cleared my calendar for the week. I just had to, you know, I, I canceled um, whatever other appointments I had. Everybody, of course, understood, and I just allowed myself to take that time off to be with my family. Um, we had a little um, service for the baby, and we we um, we buried the baby in a potted plant, which is like. <laughs> really weird, but there's, they, they don't tell you what to do in these situations. You know, there's no playbook. The, the doctor was just very matter of fact about things and, um, had to figure that all out myself. So, so yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I, after that week, I was able to step back into to my group and kick off the following week and, you know, acknowledge what had happened and, um and and just kind of you know hit the ground running with this group and and we had i feel like that moment really allowed the group to bond in a way that then when you know when we did start having our group coaching calls and everybody in the group was i mean they were, they were very open and transparent. And, and I can't think of anyone in that group that didn't go through some kind of, you know, personal life situation during the, uh, during the, the time that we were together and it was, it was incredibly supportive. So, um, so yeah, that was, you know, that first one was really, um, really, a, a powerful experience.
0: my gosh. I don't even know where to start with all of this, but Yep. First of all, thank you for just being so candid and sharing your story. And it's also so great to hear how this group of women just came together and supported you as I mean, I I honestly can't imagine a different scenario because as women, I feel like we just kind of have this like this I don't even know what to call it, this like un, unspoken bond when it comes to anything related to loss or grief or anything like that. So I'm I'm just so glad that you were able to have that connection with those women. Um do you want to dive into the second part of the story at all? Do you feel comfortable talking about it even yeah. more?
1: Yeah, yeah. I okay. can share a bit more about that. So we, actually before we do that, I'm sorry. Um, you know, so sorry, I, I didn't
0: want to interrupt you, but before you oh, do sure. that, um if anybody who has listened to the episode at this point, if they're experiencing something similar right now, do you have any advice that you can give to them? And then we'll dive into the second half.
1: Uh, Oh gosh. Well, first of all, I mean, to anyone going through this, um, you know, my heart goes out to you and I think it's, it's a very personal choice. Um, of course, who we want to share this type of um, information with. I'll just say that for me, it was very helpful to talk about it. Um, I, I did end up doing a, a Facebook post to, you know, not not to the whole world, not to the public, but, you know, to the few hundred people that are Facebook friends with me. I just felt like it was important to break the silence on miscarriage. Um, and pregnancy loss and just, um, yeah, to, and to allow people to support me. So, uh, you know, I, I can't tell anybody else what's right for them in that situation, but for me, um, being open and allowing other people to support me at that time was, um, was a really great decision for me. Um, but I, but I actually, it was, and it was a little different for me the second time around. So I can speak about that too. Yeah,
0: no, I, I appreciate you saying that. And of course, everyone's experience is completely their own, but I'm glad that you were able to talk through it and um, kind of feel through your emotions and grieve that way. So yeah, if you would like to talk about the second part of it, I'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so the miscarriage happened at the end of January in 2021. And we, you know, we consulted with the doctors and all of that. And they said it was safe to start trying again and, and try it again for a few months. And, um, I, I found out in June that I was pregnant a second time. And that one was just as exciting. We, um, we had been out in Ohio visiting my, um, my husband's parents. And so we joked that they were going to have an Ohio baby. You know, we told our, we told our folks again right away. Um, and, but that time, what, so what ended up happening was, um, we told our folks, I can't remember if I, I don't think I really, I was more hesitant the second time, I think about, um, sharing with other people because I'd experienced the loss before, but I was also, I was also trying to be a lot more optimistic. Like, you know, you think, okay, well, the odds of this, I mean, statistically, I mean, it turns out at my age, it is like almost 50% apparently. I think for women of normal childbearing age, it's more like 15, 20%. So this does happen a lot more than people think, than people realize. Um, so, but you know, the second pregnancy, I was like, I was all in, I was like, all right, you know, this, nothing's going wrong this time. (laughs) And I went and, you know, bought all the baby clothes online. Like the day I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, I, I bought little presents from the baby for, um, for my folks and my husband. I was like, all right, this is it, you know, this is the one that's meant to be. And, and we did tell our folks and, they were thrilled again. Um, and, uh, sadly, you know, this, that, that second, so the first, the first, um, pregnancy loss happened at eight and a half weeks pregnant. So when it was a week after I had seen the, um, the ultrasound, the second loss happened, um, earlier, like five, five and a half weeks, only a week or so after I found out I was pregnant and, um, you know, kind of, um, kind of in the same way, you know, a little bit of spotting. And uh, of course that time I was a little more worried because of what had happened before. Um, So, you know, the second time it was, I mean, the first time I was definitely like, I was, I was totally numb afterwards for like weeks, you know, that, I mean, the, the emotional experience of this, like it's like, It's like you, you've lost one of the most important things in the world, even though you just barely, you know, knew that you had it. Um, so I was very, very numb the first time and that numbness kind of, um, manifested a little differently the second time where I just, I didn't really, I didn't want to share about it. I did share with my clients and they, again, were, you know, very supportive, very understanding. Um, the, the timing of it, I, I didn't. I don't think I canceled anything, um, you know, but I did show up the week that it was happening and acknowledged, you know, that it was happening or that had happened. And um,
0: oh, I just want to interrupt you for a second. Was this the same this, group of clients or was this a new group of clients?
1: Yes, pretty much the same group because um, almost all of those original clients renewed uh, from the beta program. And, uh, and we had, we had one new client, but she was someone I'd been working with one-on-one for a while. So they were all folks that knew me at that point. Yeah. So I was able to share with them that time, but it was a different experience emotionally for me. The second time I, I just didn't, I didn't put it out there. I didn't, I hadn't really told people yet about the pregnancy and I, um, I, I decided not to post about it. I just wasn't, I just wasn't ready there just something in me wasn't there to manage the um the emotional piece of like being a spokesperson about miscarriage along with the experience of it so um so you know if if friends or family members of mine listen to this recording, they may be hearing about this for the first time because I really haven't talked about or shared much about the the second one. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know why that felt different. I was just in a different place at the time, but again, my community, my clients were the ones that were there to support me. And, you know, that was, um, that was just so powerful for me to have that, <laughs> to have that group of people that um, that I could be so, so transparent with.
0: Yeah, that that's so incredible that you have that group. And I, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but like we said before, we hope that your story does inspire other people. And it's just such a testament to um, how you handled your how you handled your entire situation with both. Um, miscarriages, both losses, because as you can tell, you grieved very differently in in both instances. So it's really just just so important to grieve in whatever way feels best for you. Like you said, if you want to tell people if that helps to talk about it, absolutely do that. If it doesn't feel good to you, you don't have to, you don't have to share, right? It's just all about really doing whatever feels right for you.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it it is a little bit of a different thing to be someone that experiences multiple miscarriages. (laughs) I think that, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've heard from a number of women who have gone through, you know, two, three, four miscarriages and, and most of them did go on to have, you know, healthy babies down the road, um, there's just, it's just even a a different psychological aspect to that. I think just because it's, it's so much harder to, you know, to, to trust in the process, to get excited, to, to stay that excited. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody's going to be on their own journey in, going through this. And, uh, I know there are a lot of resources out there. I don't think I've utilized them to the extent that I probably could, you know, it it can be hard too. like, it can be really hard to dive into those communities because it just, um, yeah, you know, at a certain point, like my brain just wanted to protect me from it and to, you know, and to not think about it anymore to, you know, to not process it anymore. I'm sure that, I'm sure that there's a lot of grieving that I haven't done yet um, because my, my brain just took over to sort of protect me from that and keep me going. And um, that, you know, yeah, it's a process.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not even going to say that I know what you're going through because I haven't experienced anything similar. So I won't even guess. But from somebody with an outside perspective, I would... Again, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, so just take it with a grain of salt, but I'm assuming it's kind of like a trauma response to anything traumatic that happens to you. I'm sure that this is the nth degree, but again, our bodies, our brains react to it in the way that they think it's best, right? So in your case, in this yeah. second instance, you feel like your body, your brain is trying to protect you, so you haven't fully gone through that well, maybe you have. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say because at the time of reporting this, I should mention it's September right now, and you're almost. <laughs> it's still pretty fresh, I would assume, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and actually, just a few weeks ago, uh, Labor Day weekend would have been the due date for, um, for my first pregnancy. So you know that, of course, just brought back a lot of the. You know, a lot of the the things that had been kind of pushed down and, you know, I, I did some processing there mostly, mostly on my own, you know, um, I didn't really talk about it too much other than, you know, mentioning or, or the date with some of my, you know, my folks and my husband, but I kind of had a moment, um, to myself with the universe and, <laughs> And made some peace, I think, with, you know, with, with what, what could have been and, you know, yeah, I, I I think that's really, of course, like those, those anniversary, you know, with any loss, that's always gonna be a trigger.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. But I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah again, I mean, I lost somebody who was close to me last year, my grandma passed away in May of last year. So every anniversary, every Christmas, birthday, it's, it's, it's the same, right? It's always just different, um, different triggers, like we said before, that kind of pop up that remind us of um, things like that. So do you have um, anything else that you want to share with people? Maybe I know you said that you haven't used as many resources as you probably should. But is there anything (laughs) that you want to share, you want to give to people that you think could help them if they're going through something similar?
1: That's a great question. You know, I think, like I said, I just, I want to honor that everybody's going to, um, you know, any, any pregnant person that goes through this is going to experience it in their own way. And, um, just to like validate that and validate your experience, your emotions, Whatever way that you choose to process it, to move on from it, Um, you know, and, and also validate that like it is something important. I mean, I think one of the difficult things with pregnancy loss is that it's like, well, I had really only known for you know a week or two or two and a half. You know, I'd really only known at the t- uh, for such a short time um, that that was even a possibility. So, it, like in your brain, it's kind of easy to diminish that. Like, Oh, well, that's not comparable to losing a loved one. That's been with you your whole life or something like that. But you know, what it is is of course, I mean, it's, it's the loss of a human being and it's the loss of uh, those dreams and those hopes and, and all the planning that you do even in that short amount of time. And, and so, yeah, just, just really want to validate for anyone who has been through that, that, um, What, whatever you feel and however you react and however you move through the process is okay. (laughs) There is no, there is no right or wrong way. Um, And you know, and I'll also share that my experience with the medical profession and the doctors was not very supportive. It was very clinical. It was very matter of fact. It was like okay, that happened. You can go try again in a month kind of thing. There, there was no support as far as, um, what to, what to do with the remains, what to, you know, how to, um, anything like that. So, uh, um, there are, I'm sure there are, you know, support groups out there for that kind of thing. I live in a very rural area, so there's nothing really in person, but I'm sure for people who live, um, you know, in, uh, in, in bigger cities and things they are probably in-person groups and I'm sure online ones as well, if that is something that would feel supportive.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And yes, I am a big proponent of feeling all of your feelings all of the time, because if you don't feel them, you don't get them out. You won't be able to truly move on. Now I'm not, of course, I'm not saying that this is something that you should move on from. I, I don't believe that this is, this is a loss, but I do, like you said, I think it's so important to validate the everything that you're feeling is okay, right? It's, it's normal. You should, you should feel whatever you need to feel, I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And it's okay yeah. to feel.
1: And and the other thing that I'll share too, is that, you know, when I did share publicly, what happened was so many women reached out to me, you know, either publicly or privately and told me that they had been through this experience and offered to, to talk, offered to, you know, support me in whatever way they could. And it's just, it's like this, you know, (laughs) this invisible thing, but so many women and, you know, so many pregnant people have experienced this. And, um, we just, we, we don't even know how many, um, how many folks out there that we know may have been through this. So, um, you know, that's that's one other benefit I think of sharing is that it does allow others to um, to be there to support you and, you know, to have that support system of folks who know what that experience is like.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I'm just, again, so grateful that you did come on here. You did share your story because I know that this, that this will help somebody, whether or not they reach out and tell you whether or not they tell me whether whether we realize that I know that this will have a positive effect on somebody somewhere. So again, just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And um, are you comfortable with people reaching out to you if they have any questions about either well one working with you or um, just asking you any questions about your story?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not on uh, social media every day. I try to keep my distance, but the best way that folks can, um, folks can actually ping me on, on Facebook. Um, uh, my handle is Liz 603. That's my personal Facebook handle. And so I'm happy to, you know, to chat with folks. Um, in that way if I can be of any help or support, um, you know, around this topic or, you know, or f- for folks who are interested in launching their business.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And I'm going to link to that um, in the show notes too. So people can go there, find it and find the direct link to connect with you. So again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so, so much. And um,
1: I hope you have a wonderful day. Yes. Thank you, Steph. And thank you for bringing all these stories to light.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business Podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at BehindTheirBusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.